thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are speaking to us today. And we thank you, Lord, that David's followed your Holy Spirit into what's on your heart for us today. So we pray, Lord, that you would, you would fill him now with your power and your authority. And we ask, God, that you would, you would meet us, Lord. Every person in this room has needs, Lord, and we're, we're all in different places in that. But you know them, Lord. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us today. You would release your authority, your wisdom, your power, and your kingdom in this place, Lord. And we ask for your freedom to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Nicole. Morning, everybody. I was just actually listening while Nicole was praying then. You might be surprised, but I was. And I just thought, Lord, that is totally beyond me for all that to happen. It is totally beyond me. So I am totally counting upon the Lord for what he has on his heart this morning. And, and the other thing is, as we go through today, I, I trust that what the Lord has laid on my heart is uh, translated for you to reach into your hearts today. But I just want to preempt all of that by saying, when Nicole prayed for the offering, she was hitting all the high points of what I believe the Lord wants us to hear about today. So God's actually already at work. The, 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 the worship this morning, uh, the offering, the prayer for the offering, the prayer for me, it's just this is God's morning, okay? So while I have the privilege of being able to be an instrument of his message for you, this morning the Holy Spirit is already here is already opening us up and preparing us for what I believe is a very, I, I believe a very significant invitation from God today. I hope as the morning unfolds you'll grasp what that is for you. And as I was preparing, after the Lord had spoken to me about what to share, before Kirk actually asked me to share today, um, I was like, this will work next time, Lord, won't it? Uh, Kirk let me know that it was um, this morning would be good. And I felt like I wanted to listen to what he preached last week. So if you weren't here last week, I, I really encourage you to go back and listen to what he said about being gripped by the love of God. Because I want to go on with gripped part two this morning, if you will. The, the message that Kirk brought last week was, was terrific. It was about bringing, to bring the wholehearted love of God to those around us, to be gripped by God that we might be instruments of taking the wholehearted love of God to those around us. That was the, that was the purpose of being gripped. And, and to welcome God into this as he grips us. And it was that we'd open our eyes and that we would see that we'd been called out as the church We've been called out of the world. We've been called into being a family. We've been called into being the ecclesia or the ecclesia, which is the people of God in the earth, but separate from the earth so that we can bless the earth and we can bring to the earth that which is on God's heart. 
And so that's who we are. And we're being, we were being encouraged to let God grip us for that. And that was the thrust of Kirk's message last week. And that we were being apprehended by God. We were being caught by God that we might then be comprehensively ready for this gripped event. Also, it was that we haven't arrived yet. We're, we're being gripped to be held as we go along. That it's not a, a, I got you today and I'll see you later type moment with God. It's more than that. And in fact, so often in the church, we look to see the beginning for people, but then sometimes we rush off and we forget that there's a next step beyond that for all of us. We meet Jesus and we go, wow, isn't that awesome? And we meet the Father through Jesus and the Holy Spirit touches us and the world then comes and swamps us with all that the world wants to take and bring to us and tries to shut down that flame. Now, the good thing is that flame cannot be shut off. It can be shrouded, but once that light has come to you and you've given your heart to Jesus, you are in a relationship with him and with the Father. So this relationship that God has on his heart for us, to grip us, is what we were encouraged to entertain, to respond to, and to be willing to take the next step. And so my job today, I believe, from God is to say, here we go, there's the next step. And the thing the Lord was, the Lord loves to play with me with, with uh, alliteration. He knows I like language and play with words and he said today David I want you to talk about being holy holy and I'm going holy holy he said no 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 don't miss it don't miss it I want you to be holy as in w-h-o-l-l-y holy not just the response that we see in in 1 Peter where we're told be holy because I am holy as God says but it's to not treat holiness as a, as a casual relationship with God you know God's not into speed dating and he's not a Tinder God on an app. God is into wanting a whole relationship with us, a full-on, intimate, face-to-face relationship with us. And the only way that can happen is if we come to a place of being genuine, holy, connected to a holy God. And we are holy not because of what we bring, but we, get, we become holy because we come completely, totally into a place of being connected to the Holy One, then we are H-O-L-Y. Now the word holy, I used to say it for years and I thought, yes, God's holy and he wants me to be holy. I didn't even know what the word meant. It was kind of a, a, big, a, a little big word for me until I realised that the word means dedicated and devoted. The word holy in its complete sense is complete dedication and devotion and when you realize that God the Father has that attitude towards you personally that presence towards you personally that he is beyond 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 being dedicated to you there's no more step beyond the holiness of God towards you, his dedication and his devotion to you, to me, to each of us. There's no step beyond the holiness of God 
for you and for me. I want you to not miss that this morning if you forget everything else. The holiness of God, the dedication and devotion of the creator of the universe to you for all that he wants for you to have, for all that he wants for you to be, for all that he wants to have you understand. He wants to bring his total self to that. And the invitation this morning is for us to bring our total self to that place of saying, I want to be in your face, Father. Now, I used to also think I couldn't look on the face of God and, and live because that's the original scripture. But then I worked out, hang on a minute, Moses met face to face with God and he kept coming out of the tent, so there's a precedent for this. And, of course, we go on and we see that Jesus dealt with the veil in the temple and it tore from top to bottom. I love that. It didn't tear from the bottom up. Nobody could have got it and ripped it. It was spiritually torn from the top by an angel or by God's power and separated away so that the Holy Presence, who is God the Father, could be approached. And so it is very legitimate and, in fact, I believe essential. You may not have heard this taught before, but I believe it is essential that each one of us has a face-to-face encounter with the Father, with God the Father. That was what Jesus ached for, that's what he died for, that we could have a face-to-face with the Father. You know, a lot of people I've met over the years, they kind of meet Jesus and it stops there. Sure, they want to have the Holy Spirit and, and that's good too and essential, we'll come to that. But the face-to-face with the Father is what Jesus went to the cross for. He died for our sins so that we could have a face-to-face with the Father. He, was, he, he came back to life to be able to defeat the power of the enemy and why that the stuff that the enemy brings along that wants to stop us from having a face-to-face with the Father. And so this, this message of this relationship that God seeks to have with us, this holy relationship, that we could be holy, holy with a holy God, is, it is necessary for us to have a face-to-face with the Father. And I've had one. I've had numerous ones, but I had a very special one the other night, which I'm going to share with you. And I'm still here. Didn't get fried up. So Jesus works, let me tell you, because if it was on my goodness, I'd have been fried up and done. But I don't count on that. I come to the face-to-face with the Father through Jesus, who has removed all of the blockages because of my brokenness and presented me into a place with the Father where I can go, wow, hey, Dad, you are awesome, God. And he is for all of us. When we come fully, wholly to the Father through Jesus, we come to the full connection that, that uh, Jesus spoke about in John 17. And I want to link a few scriptures together here. We, we will read some. But I want to start with Psalm 87 because it's in Psalm 87 we, we see uh, a psalm that was written to reflect the history and the present and the future of being in God's presence. And, and the, the thing here is it's about Zion. It's about where Jerusalem is, the mount. And that 
That's where God lived in that time, in the temple. And the, the psalmist says in verse 5, after speaking of those places and groups that had wanted to separate and hold the people away, from verse 5, Indeed of Zion it will be said, This one and that one were born in her, and the Most High himself will establish her. The Lord will write in the register of the peoples, This one was born in Zion. So this is the connection to being one who belonged to, the, to, to Yahweh, one who belonged to God, would be written of as being born in Zion. And they will make music, they will sing, all my fountains are in you. The other night, I'm going to just touch it now and come back. I had a face-to-face -face with the Father. And in that face-to-face -face with the Father, the last line of that psalm just kept playing over and over from me to the Father. All my fountains are in you. All my fount I didn't even know where it was in the book. I, I knew it was somewhere in there. I had to look for it later. But there was this desperation to connect to that. Fast forward to where uh, John 4, where Jesus meets the woman at the well. And, and in meeting the woman at the well... It's in my Bible, I know it's here. I shouldn't put a marker in it, shouldn't I? It happens when you use apps instead of the book. John 4, where Jesus meets the woman at the well. And, and uh, he said to her, let's short circuit it and come down to where Jesus says, she says, sir, the woman said, I can see you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. So they're talking about this location effect again of Zion. And Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. And that also goes back to Psalm 87. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father. Notice he says the Father. Worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. And so Jesus is removing the geographical connection, or sorry, the power of the geographical connection as being where you had to meet face to face with God to being into a place of communion through the spirit through Jesus to be face to face with the father and he talks about being face to face with the father I, I believe that we, we we need not miss that the power of that being face to face with the father and so here we come to this place of wanting to be face to face now there was a word brought to our prayer group on us that we hey everybody's invited by the way saturday morning eight o'clock we meet here for prayer and we pray for this church 
We pray for the vineyard movement and we pray for whatever else God puts in our hearts and there's a lot of other stuff that comes along and occasionally we pray for one another. But the real issue is we come together, what's on your heart, Father, for us as a fellowship? And we've been doing that since the church began. And so it's not exclusive. Everybody's invited. If you're not busy at 8 o'clock Saturday morning, come. I'm sure you'll have fun. We worship and we pray. We talk a bit too. We are inclined to do that. But one of the words that was brought that early on into this year was for this year the Lord was inviting us to realign ourselves to the Father. And it's like if, I'm face, if the Father's there, I might be sort of a little bit side on. The invitation is come fully frontal. Come to a place of you and me, Father. And the idea of that was that we could be holy, holy. And on top of that, it was there may well be a repositioning still face to face with the Father but I mightn't be standing here, I might be standing over here in that repositioning. So it wasn't, it wasn't we just, okay Father we come straight up but we come straight up and be willing to take the next step with the Father, with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit and that may well be exactly where we are or it may be in some other way. We may be being repositioned or reconditioned or reappointed we may have had a ministry model that we felt like we ought to work in and the father might be saying now not that that we need to be open to that but that's only something that's going to come when we have this holy holy encounter and so the lord wants this intimate givenness between us and the Father. He yearns to have it with us. But the enemy doesn't want us to have it. Let me just bring that to the table right up front. This, is, this kingdom thing is light and dark. I, I, you know, we've talked about it, you've been taught it, but we live as though it doesn't happen. We live as though it's all light all the time because, you know, it's, I can see where I'm going. But this battle of light and dark, of death and life, is on all the time. Jesus has defeated the enemy, but he hasn't laid down yet. He wants to keep thrashing around and stopping new people coming to know Jesus. But the other part of his job is to stop you and me from having a face-to-face with the Father. He doesn't want us to be holy, holy. He wants us to be casually holy. He wants us, if, if he can't stop us from being in connection, he just wants that connection to be as stretched out and thin as possible. Don't think he's not trying to do it to you. He's trying to do it to all of us all the time. Not just me that he picks on every day. Jesus has told me that. Not The enemy doesn't tell me that, but Jesus has told me that. But there's this tension the kingdoms are in conflict the light and the dark the light has won Jesus has won but the darkness hasn't gone away he tries to it's an ebb and flow thing he's after you to stop you having this holy holy connection with the father Jesus is on the sidelines cheering us on saying hey don't forget I've beaten him just tell him to get away How many this week, I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up, it might be embarrassing, but put your hand up in your heart. Did you you get into battle this week? 
Did you tell the enemy to back off, get out of your life or the life of those around you? If you didn't, you gave the darkness grounds because that's what he does all the time. He tries to snip away and steal the ground that the Father has for us, that Jesus has won for us. The Holy Spirit will give it to you. He'll give you the words once you go, hang on a minute, this isn't right. Lord, help me. And he'll give you the words to tell the enemy to back off. And he has to because he knows Jesus is one. He knows I'm not important. He knows Jesus is. I don't say, hey, I'm telling you. I say, hey, Jesus has done this deal. You need to get out of there. The battle is constant. And, you know, I, I, I battle all the time with myself, before the Lord, with the things around me. And, you know, I think I'm doing okay. But I know I'm not holy, holy. And I could be. It's not God that's decided to go away and for me to knock on the door and keep knocking and waiting. He's there ready for me to come and say, hey, Father, we have a problem. We have a problem. We have a problem because I got one and he's willing to own it. Did you know that? He's willing to own my problem. Not just mine anymore, it's his when I share it with him. It's yours and his when you share it with him. So don't think you've got to do this thing on your own. You haven't. He's there as the one wholly, totally dedicated and devoted to you in the battle. He's dedicated and devoted to all of us in the battle. And that's why there are times when we gather together as family and we together go into the battle in the Father's presence, as we're going to do later, praying for some of our family. We come into that battle together and we go, we as a people believe that Jesus has won this fight for us and we tell everything in the darkness that wants to interfere with the love of God touching this person's life to get out of the way. That's a preemptor for the later. But God is, I believe, aching for us to come into this holy, holy communion with him totally embracing him 100% and finding all we need in him the epiphany I had the other night let me share this with you I call it an epiphany which is an encounter with spiritual powers this was God sound asleep in bed minding my own business suddenly I'm conscious of the father there and I'm like and I often say Good morning or good evening or hi, you know, whatever the time of the day or night is. And this was a bit of a surprise. I said, well, morning, Father. It was about 3 o'clock, 2.30. And, uh, but then suddenly I, was, I wasn't conscious of me. I was just conscious of the Father's gaze upon me. <clears throat> and I, I was like, wow. And I was overwhelmed by the dedication and devotion of God to me, by his holiness to me. And I found myself saying over and over and over and over and over, all my fountains are in you. All my fountains are in you, Lord. All my fountains are in you. And as I said it, I was aware that 
everything I could ever need, want, or imagine was in the Father for me. That I needed nothing else, nothing else but him and connection with him. That's what he has for all of us. An invitation to be totally in him. And everything that we need is in him. All my fountains are in you, Lord. I connected back to that psalm where that was what they declared as a people that they knew they were set apart and precious and special and their celebration was all our fountains are in you i god's filled in the blanks since the other night but the the beginning point of this whole message was that moment of encounter with the father (laughs) the holy spirit wouldn't let me stop saying all my fountains are in you until I got the message. I was saying it, but as the more I kept saying it, the more it became, yeah, this is real. This is really real. This is not just me saying something. It's, it's actually real and it's happening as I'm saying it. I'm finding that all my fountains are in you, Lord. And, and I'm, I'm willing in this, in this encounter to let go and let everything else go. All my relationships, all my plans, all my anything, I let it go. As I kept, the Holy Spirit just kept having me say, all my fountains are in you, all my fountains are in you. And then, as that truth and the truth of that impacted my spirit, the Lord then said, Now renounce and cast away everything that you've held on to that you thought was necessary for your life. And cast away and renounce and cut off everything that's been placed on you by the enemy. Things you don't even know about, but now's the time. Cut them all off because you don't need any of it and you're not responding to it and now's the time to tell the enemy he's got no he's got no space in this place he's got no space in this place this is holy ground this is holy space he's got no place so when all my fountains are in you father and I'm connected to you there's no space for the the darkness in that that's just pure light think I've had a good time the last week Oh, I have. I have, actually. But it's more than just me having a good time. The Father is aching for all of us to have that good time. The, the invitation of the Father is that we would all have that. And it's, there's, a, there's a step beyond that that I believe that I'm going to discover, <clears throat> which is what God wants to do with me, for me, through me, to me, whatever, is is more than I can imagine. You know, I've got a good imagination, but I, I, I can't imagine the more that I believe God has in this 
holy connection that's holy him and my holiness coming to it my wholeness coming to it and then he makes it holy so the life that was meant to be mine right from god's creative heart before i was born that has been messed with by the enemy and messed with by me as a result of my choices and brokenness i've cast that aside and i've said that's yesterday's newspaper what today's newspaper is is all my fountains are in you father start to finish all my fountains are in you i don't know what that's going to look like i really don't but i know it's going to be good because god is good and he loves me now is it going to be without pain is it going to be without challenge i don't believe so because i don't see too many of god's favored people that walk through life without challenge and pain i thought i'd had enough I, I thought i'd been there done that in that and maybe i have and maybe god said right oh david we're in the home straight now there's no more of that and but you know what if there is more of it all my fountains are in him the needs i would have in that moment of whatever it is god's got it sorted for me and and yes i have friends and i have people that love me and and i know that they're with me but at the end of the day this is personal me face to face with the father jesus said and, and you know one of the things I, I i like to test these things theologically as best i'm able and it's like well why am i having this full-on face to face with you father and not with you jesus and it's like jesus is parked on the side well he is he's beside the father on the throne but it was like jesus said I only do what I see the Father doing. So Jesus has handballed me to the Father to see what the Father's doing. And Jesus is there. But as we read, he said, a time is coming when you'll worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Don't, don't miss out on what God's got for you, what the Father's got for you. Jesus first absolutely because you can't come to that place of meeting with the father and and not get fried without jesus that's a fact but if you've given your heart to jesus and i think most people here haven't if you haven't today's a really good day to do it so that you don't face the father and get fried come to the lord first it's the much better place to be but come and meet jesus and he wants to introduce you to his father who is the creator god who with jesus created all things through jesus he did it through jesus and he's bringing us back to him through jesus and the power of the holy spirit will maintain that connection the other thing that i felt the lord said to pray for this year was wisdom and it says in the word that he delights to give us that the more we ask the more we can have and i started out by doing that maybe that's why i had this encounter i don't know maybe i needed the wisdom first before i could meet the father face to face and i'd met god face to face before i'm not saying this is the first time I met the Father face to face. But this was the first time I was drawn into the Father in a relationship that is holy, as in totally, completely holy, as in dedicated and devoted, him to me. And my response took a little while. All my fountains are in you, Lord. All my fountains are in you. And then that seeped into my spirit, into my soul.
I believe what the Father has on his heart and what Jesus has on his heart is that we could all have a moment in the Father's face today. If you want to say, I want to be holy, holy, I don't want to occasionally date you, Lord, I'm wanting a full thing, I want to face you, Lord, I don't want to be turned away from you, Lord, I don't want to wander off here. I've got a lot of things to do, let me do those first, all the other things that we see in scripture, or today is face to face to the Father Day. And, and this, isn't, this isn't a guilt trip, this is an invitation to a whole new way of relating to Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Not new for everybody but I'm suggesting there's a, there's a depth of intimacy and a connection with the Father that he's suggested he wants to release here through the Holy Spirit. And as we might come to that place, to also choose, and this is our choice, choose to let go of anything we're hanging on to as our security, as our choices that would take us places and just hang into that all my fountains are in you. And in that, it was like I saw lots of um, tubes I'm, I'm, in this picture I had of the Lord with the Father. Um, and it was like each one of them had a purpose. And I'm going, Lord, what's that? And it's a bit like and this is part of the time I spent with the Lord, it was like, well, the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. So these were some of the tubes. I was getting that from the Father. But there was also a tube that had provision. There was a tube that had dreams. There was a tube that had relationships. All these tubes connected to the Father. I didn't need to go outside of the tube connected to the Father for any of those things to be sorted out in my life. So that's the totality of this invitation from the Father. It's, it's pretty big. It cuts across most of our ideas of how we've got to manage our lives. For me, it did. So there you go. I think I've said what the Father wanted me to say and what the Holy Spirit had on his heart except for one thing. And that's an invitation if you want to come to this place this morning and, and, and be willing to say, all my fountains are in you, God. And, and ask for this face-to-face -face encounter with the Father. And for you this morning, if you want to embrace that idea, it may well be just a start. It may be another continuum for you. But I believe it's on the Father's heart that I invite you to it. And the Holy Spirit wants to seal that up. And uh, at the same time as those that might want to do that, we're going to, the, the second part is you're agreeing to want to get rid of and, and cut free from relying on anything else. That's a big part of this. <laughs> cut free from relying for anything else. And also take authority over the things that the enemy has, without you knowing it, put on your life. That was the other part of it, that there are things that over the years people have spoken, curses, all sorts of things, or attitudes that have been deposits left behind. All of that stuff got cleaned up the other night. That's pretty powerful.
because the Lord said this is the time we deal with that too. So I'm not sure how best to do this. I think probably if we stand and pray, we know there's folk going to come out for prayer, but I think there's a step before that, and that is that we come out if we want to have this face-to-face and we pray well, we, I don't know. Let's just stand and we'll see what goes on from there. Father, thank you. I invite you all to stand and we'll pray. Logistics are tricky sometimes. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence here. Lord, I just thank you for the amazing encounter that you blessed me to have the other day. And Lord, I trust that I've been able to convey something of what's on your heart to my brothers and sisters here today. And Lord, whether I did it well or not, I trust you, because all my fountains are in you, to have done what you wanted to do here today. And Lord, what you wanted to do is say, invite those who want to come to a face-to-face with you, Father, to say yes to that today.